Thank you for joining us for Working Through the Word, a ministry of the Richmond Church of Christ. Let's join our pulpit minister, Mike Johnson, as he brings today's lesson. Our theme for this year is to live the abundant life. And our theme for today is to consider the good shepherd. Because it is the good shepherd who brings the abundant life. I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. That's Jesus, the good shepherd. And I want us today to understand, to think about, to appreciate the good shepherd who brought the abundant life. Now, in America, we don't know much about shepherding. We see it, we learn about it, but the idea of a shepherd is not something that is near and dear to us like it was to the people in Jesus' time. Given the beginning emphasis of today, I wonder in our time, would Jesus say, I am the scoutmaster? I don't know. We understand that. We understand the idea of the one who leads the scouts and teaches them and trains them and helps them and parents put their children's care in his hands. I understand that. You understand that. But Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. This phrase, shepherd of Israel, occurs 80 times in the Bible in reference to God. Psalm 80 in verse 1 says, You who lead Joseph like a flock, you who dwell between the cherubim, O shepherd of Israel. Again, this idea of shepherding was something that they understood because it was their lifestyle. In fact, as Jewish people, they had been shepherding even back to the time when they, their fathers first went into Egypt. You remember during the famine, Joseph was there as second in command of the Pharaoh, and he was preparing for that great famine, and all of his family came to live there. And in Genesis 46, the Bible says that they came as shepherds and brought all of their livestock Joseph said, in fact, let's don't tell them you're shepherds because Egyptians don't like shepherds. So the Jewish mindset around shepherds has been in existence their entire lifetimes as a people. So they get it. I want you to turn to two passages today. The first is the one read from John chapter 10. And the second is Psalm 23. And if you'll open to those two, we'll begin in John 10, and our second point will be from Psalm 23. Let us appreciate the good shepherd. We need to see, first of all, the claim 
of the shepherd. John chapter 10. I am the good shepherd. This word good, two words in Greek that could be used for good. One was a moral goodness, beneficent and beneficial, the idea. This word is kalos. It is a word that is, talks about the quality. It's a word that actually could be translated often as beautiful and pleasing. But it has with it an attitude of drawing someone because of the one doing the drawing. He says, I am the good shepherd and I am drawing people to me. And doesn't that make sense? that he would say, I am the good shepherd because people have been drawn to him through the centuries. Think of any religious leader you've ever heard of. Any religious figure in the history of the world that you've ever heard of. And you will find that no one has had the drawing power of Jesus, the Son of God. Not one. From that meager lowly existence. He has affected all people everywhere of all time. He's the good shepherd. That's his claim. Therefore, after stating his claim, now he says, I'm going to stake my claim on my sheep. Notice what he says in the text. Number one, I give my life for the sheep. Self-sacrifice. The hireling won't do that. The person hired to take care of the sheep that don't belong to him won't do that. If the bear comes to attack, the hireling will run. If the lion comes to attack, the hireling will run. But the shepherd gives his life for the sheep. He protects them. And as he gives his life, he stakes his claim on their lives. Verse 14, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep. I know my sheep. I know them intimately and fully. I know them better even than they know themselves. Isn't that the idea of a shepherd to the sheep? The sheep don't get to decide what is best for them because the shepherd knows. The sheep don't know what's best. The sheep don't know where to go. Shepherd says, I know them and they know me. Well, how do they know him? Because he reveals himself to them by what he does, by where he goes, by what he says. Those sheep know him. They know his voice. When sheep get in trouble, they become agitated. And they look up 
and they're looking for the shepherd. And when they hear his voice, it calms them down because they know him and he knows them. Third in this text, Jesus says, And I have other sheep that I will bring into this flock. That's our discussion this evening. To understand who those other sheep are and who those other sheep are not. So what we have in the first place is the claim of the shepherd. I am this good shepherd. And as we are looking for and want to have the abundant life, it is the shepherd who stakes his claim on us and offers to us an abundant life that cannot be found anywhere else. Number two, turn to Psalm 23. There's an old preacher and writer from the late 1900s and into the 20s, into the uh, late 1800s and into the 1900s. Leslie D. Weatherhead. I've read a number of things. I read his take on the concepts of Psalm 23. How many times have you read it? How many times have you heard it? I want us to see it again. I want to give you some thoughts that I have never known before that will help us to appreciate what I want to see here as the confidence in the shepherd. Jesus claims to be the good shepherd. David had already expressed his confidence in the one who was the shepherd for that time. The shepherd of Israel, God. Notice the confidence. First, David stakes his confidence on the Lord is my shepherd. He is my shepherd. I know him personally. I follow him personally. He's not just the shepherd of somebody else. He's not just the shepherd of this group. He is the shepherd of me. And David says, I stake my confidence not only that he is the shepherd, but that he is my shepherd. And that puts a whole different take on it. 
Because that says there's a unique and personal and intimate relationship between us. The Lord is my shepherd. He stakes his confidence on that fact. But number two, in the rest of this psalm, he states why his confidence rests in the Savior, the shepherd. And he tells us three things. Number one, I shall not want. Is there anything you want today? Anything you need that you don't have? Oh, sure, we all would like to have better control of ourselves. Better friends, maybe, more friends. Who doesn't want more financial security? But notice what he says. I shall not want. I don't want for anything that I need. He specifies it. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. That part of the country was not blessed with luscious and many green pastures. The shepherd had to spend time looking for them and taking them there. It wasn't easy. It wasn't simple. But the sheep, this sheep, was confident they'd been following the shepherd. I'll find the green pastures. And he leads me beside the still waters. The sheep will not drink from flowing water. It needs calm water. I won't want because he restores my soul. This word restores is just what it sounds like. It's a word that says, he brings me back. Because sheep stray. Sheep get distracted. They don't pay attention. And they just go. And then they end up in a place where they don't need to be. The goats are looking for that place. That's what they want. They're trying to find a way to rebel. But the sheep? They just wander away. He restores my soul. There was an ancient law 
during the time of the sheep. If a sheep was found on the property of somebody else and the owner did not reclaim it in 24 hours, that property owner could take the sheep. And so some unscrupulous neighbors would dig deep pits and have sharp stakes at the bottom and cover the top with sticks and over that lay the fine grasses that the sheep love. And so when a sheep would get over there and graze and fall into the pit, they couldn't be heard. And if the shepherd didn't know the sheep was gone for 24 hours, the owner could claim it. Which of you, having a sheep that falls into a pit, will not leave on the Sabbath day and go and retrieve it? I'll not want. Because he restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. The shepherds of that time did not have letters of recommendation, they didn't have a way of saying, well, here is my work experience, my resume, hire me. No, they were hired because of their name. Because their name had been built leading the sheep in the right paths. And so they would lead the sheep, not only because of the sheep, but because of themselves, for his name's sake. And our shepherd leads us for his name's sake. So we should let our light so shine before men that they, Will what? Glorify your Father who is in heaven for his name's sake. Number two, the shepherd states his claim on the fact, look at verse number four, I will fear no evil. Even if we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, there's a place there. It's called the Pass, up near the Dead Sea. And the shepherds had to lead their sheep along this path. And it was the place where robbers would gather. It became a place also where the greatest harm from predators might be. 
But it was the only path to get to the green pastures. And even though he takes me there, I'll not fear. For you are with me. God does not leave. The shepherd does not leave in difficult times. Hmm. Do we know that personally now? I'll not fear because your rod comforts me. The shepherds had a belt. And on that belt they carried a small for our terminology, bat. And that rod took care of any problems that might come. It was a protective measure. Your staff comforts me. The staff you know well, the long stick with the crook at the top, And apparently these shepherds could lean on the staff, push it into the ground, and use it as a prop so that continuing to stand but have something on which to lean, they would constantly watch over the sheep under their care. I have confidence because I will never fear. And I'll not fear because you go before me and prepare a table in the presence of my enemies. The shepherd was always in the front. And when they come to the new grazing areas, the shepherd with his rod and his staff went ahead of the sheep there were poisonous grasses that they could not eat. He needed to know where they were. In that land, there are all kinds of vipers and cobras. And he would go in front of them and with that rod be able to take care of those enemies. So the sheep, you'd prepare a table before me. The shepherd just couldn't sit among the sheep to eat because they constantly were wandering and there were predators constantly available. So the shepherd would find a level place above the sheep that he called the table. And he could sit on that table and eat and watch over all of the sheep down below. I'll not fear. When they come back to the fold, as the sheep come into the fold, he's checking them. They would many times have cuts things stuck in their wool 
And he took oil and he rubbed it on them to heal them of those wounds. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. When I think back on the day that just was, and I count every single blessing, my cup is full and running over. Therefore, I do not fear. Finally, third, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I will dwell. I, I, I sure hope so. I'm not sure. No, he said, I will. I'll state my claim in the confidence that I have in the shepherd, not in myself, but in the shepherd. Because he brings the abundant life. And he promises that I can live in his house. Mr. Weatherhead told the story of taking his elderly father to a live performance of Handel's Messiah. In the middle of that production, the grand chorus sang the Hallelujah Chorus. I don't know if you've heard it. I hope you have. It's beautiful. He said, we all stood, not because we were asked, but because it was the Hallelujah Chorus. And as it finished, he said, I looked at my dad. And he had tears streaming down his cheek. Dad, what's wrong? He said, nothing. They were singing about my shepherd. Now that's an appreciation of the shepherd who brings the abundant life. Let us appreciate the shepherd by taking the abundant life. If you've not started your walk with the Lord in baptism, today would be a great day to do that. If all the things that we've been going through have taken away your joy and your peace, if we have 
become fearful people and you're wanting to have the shepherd take that away, we'll pray for you, we'll help you. But between you and the Lord, here, online, he's waiting to answer the call that you make to him. If you need to call on him today with us, let's stand and sing today. We hope you enjoyed today's broadcast brought to you by the Richmond Church of Christ. We are located at 1500 Lancaster Road in Richmond, Kentucky. We meet on Sunday mornings for Bible class at 9 a.m., followed by our morning worship service held at 10 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is held at 6 p.m., and our midweek Bible study is held on Wednesday at 7 p.m. If you are in the area, we would love to have you as our honored guest. Thanks for listening.